What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Ehang Podcast. And today we will answer a question from email. This is from Kumar. Greetings, Sean. I'm a big fan of your YouTube channel, and I really find so much valuable advice and information from the videos you uploaded. I would like to ask you about the booking fees made for the purchase of a property. I have been to several showrooms and talked to many agents about this. I have been told before that the booking fees can be fully refunded if I choose not to proceed. Or cancel the purchase. I went to see the newly launched high-rise condo in Damansara Perdana called Forest Hill Residences. Due to my previous bad experience with agents, I thought dealing directly with the developer would be a better experience. I made a booking fee of one thousand ringgit for one unit, but my instinct told me that I might not be able to afford this property. But was convinced otherwise by the developer's representative that I could try to apply for a loan first and see if it can be approved or not. The loan was approved, but the money commitment was too high for me, and I have decided that it is not in my budget. I have informed the bank officer that I will not accept the offer, and also informed the developer that I wish to cancel and refund the booking fees. But I had a rude shock when the representative from the developer mentioned that the booking fees will not be refunded if the loan is approved. To me, it is completely unfair because until my booking fee is refunded. The unit cannot be offered to anyone else. The bank officer has also informed me that they cannot issue a loan rejection letter, as it is against the policy. I'm now one thousand poorer and don't know how to get my booking fees back. I hope to continue to learn and avoid mistakes like this. Appreciate your valuable advice regarding this matter. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Kumar, for the email, and that's very unfortunate. So it's a rather direct case. It's about. Uh, can booking fees be refunded or not? Uh, technically, right? Technically, if you want to be very strict about the rules, uh, within the market itself, booking fees are also not allowed. Technically, means that if I were to put in a fee, then you need to start making applications. Then you fill in the form, then you submit documents, and that whole process takes up a lot of time. Conventionally, the right way to do it would be to just have ten percent down payment. But it has been a conversation within the market for very, very long already, and I think the current practice is valuable. And because of such incidents like this, right, there are several developers who have just straight away waived off the booking fees, which means, right, like to prevent the entire. Stickiness of to return or not to proceed or not. As long as you can qualify for the loan, you can buy the unit, and that has been the direction for all developers. What concerns me right now a lot, Kumar, right? Where you when you say that you're a big fan of the YouTube channel, uh, and you say that you have been to several showrooms, right, and talk to many agents about this. Uh, this is the main reason why I have the four basic steps. Four basic steps for those who are new to this, right? These four basic steps is the steps that everyone should go through before getting that first property. Step one: know the intention of the property, maybe in for investment or for own stay, because they will have different consideration altogether, right? Second thing: to find out your affordability. In other words, means that how much loan you can qualify after knowing how much you can loan. For example, six hundred thousand, right? Then only you go around projects that is around this price range. This provides a search of properties that is way more efficient. You won't see properties that's beyond your budget. You won't see projects that is beyond your preferences. What I like within my budget and what I can afford. 
right? And the fourth step is to actually make informed decision and take calculated risk. In this email, I am just assuming, right? I am just assuming that in this email, you are blaming the salesperson to convince you to buy a property. Back to the four basic steps, right? Uh, step two, if, right? Now we are talking about prevention. If you have done your check on whether you can afford the loan or not, you wouldn't fall into this trap. I wouldn't call it trap, I just call it a strategy, right? As I always share in the videos again and again and again, one of the best, right? One of the best selling hooks is for you to try your loan. Try only, can refund one. Can refund means what? What does refund mean? Refund is only allowed when your loan application is rejected. It's not you don't want to pay or it's too high for you. So in that case, if you blame the salesperson, I don't think it's right. Because just think about it, right? What's the 1,000 ringgit? For 1,000 ringgit is actually for all the manpowers of purchasing your documents, right? Your purchase documents, which means you sign up a form, then we need to coordinate, okay, which loan officer are you going to go through, submit all the application in, then we need to reserve the unit first. It means that until you release the unit, right, the developer cannot let go the unit to somebody else. This is like Singaporeans using tissue paper to chop the table before go and order food in a hawker store. This is the job. And unfortunately, after you speak to so many agents about it, right, as your email, if you choose not to proceed and cancel the process means you can refund, the whole developer business, right, will collapse. It means, right, anybody can just walk into the sales gallery and like play masa masa. I just put in 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, and I book the whole block. Imagine, I just take 1 million and I book 1,000 units, right? just to hold a unit and then maybe four months later only tell everybody hey you know what i don't want to buy return me my one million it would be crazy what so as much as i want to cite buyers i want to cite first time home seekers right in this particular case unfortunately from a business operation point of view it's not the developer's fault it's actually you being misinformed by your circle of influence, your circle of friends. Within the email also, you mentioned that your, you had bad experiences with agents, so you thought that dealing with developer would be a better experience. Uh, not entirely true also, because there are now a lot of developers who have no sales staffs at all. Their entire sales process is managed by an agency, and they collaborated with like maybe most of the time two to three different agencies. The agencies will then run ads, make appointment, and sell the projects on behalf of the developer. So in cases where they are agents and developer sales staff at the same spot, then your thesis is right. I personally would prefer to buy from the developer directly uh, because when I get the keys later, there will be more accountability for it. But let's be real, right? The main reason why everybody wants to be agent is for the fast money, for the fast commission. And now, once you sign the SPA, same day release for the commission, and it's crazy. Well, that's the main motivation for them to work really, 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 really hard. So I don't blame them. But my problem is if I buy from the agent, right? Three years later, the turnover rates for agents are just too 
too high. And maybe if I were to buy from the top sales, then he's still around. Nah. But if I just buy from the part-time, part-timers, right? Other they close three units, four units, they get their first 10, 20,000, right? Oh, that's it. I don't want to do it. They go back to their normal job with a bonus in hand nah, and just live on with life while you having a contract tied with the developer. Technically, right? Technically, it should be the same regardless of who closed the deal the developer will still be fully accountable for it. But just that I would prefer if the person that sells me the unit would actually hand over the unit to me. Then whatever presentation, right, whatever information given by the salesperson then must be true, must be legit. They cannot play the victim card as, hey, I don't know, leh, I'm the agent only, the developer lah, don't want to do like that. The developer said, then they suddenly change. I am helpless one. Personal preference, I'm just like you, I would directly deal with the developer always if given the choice. But every company now prioritize effectiveness, prioritize motivation because they would prefer a model where as long as agents can close, they are paying commissions based on performance, based on amount of sales close. For sales staff, they need to pay salary and that does not guarantee their motivation to work hard. So it's a very dilemma situation. But based on all my purchases, right? All the new properties one, all I directly deal with the development stuff. Lah. So what I like from the experience is they will have updates. So they will have like, hey, you know, developer got this event, uh, this township got this event, please do bring your kid. Uh, just to let you know that KPKT issued the extension letter. So this is the letter, please be informed. And a lot of friends who bought the same projects like me via an agent, no such services lah. Most of them were just like, hey, where's the update? I got any update? Lah. Oh, I'm not in this line anymore. Can find my senior. Well, in this case, uh, I think the, the best card that you can do right now is to politely write to the developer, right? Play the PT card. Please, please let me have maybe like half of it back because it's hard-earned money. I am very new in this. I have no experience at all. And I think you can just try your luck. Seriously, they are not obliged to return back to you because it's clearly stated that unless you cannot qualify, you cannot qualify means the loan reject, bro, your DSR bursts. That's why we cannot finance you. Only in that situation that it can be refunded. The banks will issue you a, reject, a loan rejection letter and you take that letter to the developer, hey, my loan is rejected, please, uh, I wanted to buy, but Bopian. I cannot afford, so please return me my booking fee. That being said also, once your loan application is rejected, right, a lot of people do, don't know this, huh, that rejection actually affects your secrets also. When you want to buy a different property, for example, down the road, you want to submit loan again, they will see that, hey, previously, right, we noticed that you tried to apply for a loan for this project but got rejected. Leh. So uh, we might not suggest you to proceed with the deal currently. And if it's done by one of those main banks like Bank Harimau or Bank Sotong, right, those big brother banks, once there's a rejection, the rest don't even consider processing your loan application anymore. So for those who just want to play, play, try luck, right? It's gonna damage your secrets and DSR for at least four to six months time, at least for your next application. So don't play, play. So what we have in the market currently is always to try means 
the bank officer will ask everything based on your secrets, right? Do you have any supporting documents of income or FD savings to prove your salary? And they will have a mock assessment, meaning like, hey, you know what, bro? I don't think this is for you. You got anything else or not? Maybe uh, this tenancy agreement, is it in place or not? To then kind of support your case before they submit because they know that the rejection actually affects your credit score later. So this is what experienced investors do. And for experienced investors, also we know deep down, right? Uh, can afford or cannot afford already, right? So as an prevention for all new buyers, right? Do check out this playlist I made with Rina. So she's a friend, a very close friend who is a mortgage genius in terms of Malaysian banking system. She knows everything inside out and we started with one episode but we made into a series of six episodes all together to really understand how banks looks at profiles. A lot of people don't really pay attention to this because on average, most Malaysians are going to just buy property like once or twice in their lifetime. So chin chai la. And that's the exact reason why a lot of people are buying things that they don't even want to buy. For example, like now if your loan approved, right? So now loan approved. In your case, you are still rational enough where you know you cannot afford is beyond your budget. So you know what? let's just burn the 1,000, okay? Let's just burn the 1,000. Maybe I follow what Sean said, I can get back maybe 300, 500. I almost can settle my two weeks grocery cost. Very good. And I learned a lesson. What's even scarier then is you continue to proceed with the deal because you don't want to waste 1,000 ringgit. That's very, very common. And that's my greatest fear of all. Because of the booking fee, they rather commit into a financial facility that they clearly cannot afford for the next 35 years. Yo. So in conclusion, this episode is going to be pretty direct. No doubt you screwed up, right? But you did it with clarity in mind. You are just misinformed. So you are still very rational in your thinking, which I totally appreciate. So the action to be taken right now is to write a very polite letter. Don't go like, hey, you know what? I'm going to bring you to court. Huh? I'm going to sue you, say that you all shouldn't take booking fees in the first place. Huh? That's not going to help anybody, right? Because Malaysians ultimately still very, very kind. Right? I would play the card in writing a very polite letter, play kasian a little bit, I really need this money. If possible, can give chance, ah. please, please. If not 1,000, maybe 500, please, right? That's the only thing that you can do now, but now you learn. So the next time you go into a sales gallery, what you should do. So now here you learn that the amount of loan that you can qualify. And that's step two for the Sean four basic steps. Everybody go find out how much loan you can qualify first before go hunting. So this filters your entire search on scope of property to be researched on, number one. The second thing, it gives you immunity to sales pitch and the best sales hook is gonna be, yo, you like it, right? Ayah, how much you earn? Like 5,000, 6,000? Ayah, you can totally afford one lah. No worries, try first lah, try the loan first. Who knows, the banker like you leh. I know this banker, right? Very aggressive one, I recommend. So no problem one. Can refund one ma? That's usually a sales pitch, right? I've listened to this, like I used to teach this to agents. Can refund, provided your loan application is rejected. So that's a huge lesson for everybody here. But I'm very, very happy to hear that you rather choose to burn that 1,000 
instead of settling for a commitment that you clearly know you cannot afford. That's the worst case scenario here and I'm happy that you didn't make that decision, right? Yay! Anyway, I guess that's all for this episode, right? Thank you very much, Kumar, for sending in uh, such a wonderful email like you learned a lesson clearly and for those who still have any questions regarding real estate do just email me at t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com or you can just dm me on instagram i-h-e-r-n-g and i'll see you on the next one ciao